Well, let's just go live now. Still expecting Taylor to show up here in a bit. He's usually right on time, just like every good wizard. Uh, yeah, Monday was good. Monday was all right. Last of Us, uh, penultimate episode. Wow, great. Holy crap. My favorite new gif on the internet. Just, just stabby, stabby. Best thing ever. Uh, yeah, this is the pre-show. Welcome, everybody, the live pre-show where we talk about we're going to do the show really easy on the Monday night show. We talk about all the new books coming out this week, uh, tonight at midnight, Tuesday, and then Wednesday. So, yeah. There's Andy. Andy, missed you last night, buddy. Missed you. No pressure. Just saying. Other people chimed in. Other people got in the chat. But, yeah. Happy to see you're back. Andy runs the uh, Facebook group. Go to Facebook, search out Ray Kikri. Go to that group. So much fun. He's kicking it, having a great time. Growing by leaps and bounds, too. A lot of people over there. Uh, a lot of engagement. A whole lot of fun. Uh, what else is going on? Nothing really. Just Monday, Monday, man. Monday, Monday. I don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of the week. Need to work. My kid's going to get ACTs. That's how old my ass is. But, uh, yeah, we're still waiting on Taylor to show up. He's still supposed to be here. We're talking about all the new shows, or all the new shows, all the new books dropping this week. And it's some good books, too. Image has at least one worth talking about this week. Um, Marvel's got a couple of debuts. Uh, oh, yeah, dude, Phantom Road was a great, great debut issue. Perfect Lemire, you know, he just does these sort of horror books that are kind of mysterious. You're not really quite sure what's going on, which really helps. J.J. Uh, Abrams did a great TED talk about, you know, the mystery box that I suggest everybody check out. You know, that's about writing stories. You don't really have to tell anybody the mystery. You know, you just have to have a mystery um, and then have some sort of other, you know, emotional payoff. But I think Lemire really hits that in all of his books. His favorite work of mine is Underwater Welder. And it's so big, dumb, and stupid. But really, it's all just about him, you know, dealing with the trauma of his life. And this book appears to be doing the same. Phantom Road, number one, over at uh, Image Comics, dropped last week. Yeah, it's fantastic. Y'all should should definitely check it out. But uh, again, yeah, I don't know where Taylor is. Let's see. Really not get in the in the in the chat anyway uh we just may go ahead and go with it and you're just gonna get me how dare you mm-hmm. my favorite sheer fucking hubris it's true how dare we how dare we Man, I got to do a new one with, with the last episode of the of, of the Last of Us. With, I don't even really want to spoil it because it's so good. You know, started without you. Bro. I looked like five minutes ago for the link and it wasn't there. I'm like, oh, well, maybe we're not doing it. Oh, no, we're doing it, buddy. We're doing it, buddy. Greetings, geeks. Welcome back. It's another episode of This Geek in Comics, Outright Geekery's comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show. Gomer and Taylor hour. Uh, yeah, and it's real easy this week. Just doing the previews. Um, 
Yeah, did you do anything fun last night? Did you watch The Last of Us? I have not. Um, I don't have HBO oh. Max, so I'm going to have to wait until, oh. like... Uh, although I think it's... Is this the last episode of it, right? This is the penultimate episode. Okay. There's one so more. Some, so, yeah, you could jump uh, in right now for, like, $8. Yeah, if I ever jump weekend. in, like, to just binge HBO Max, that'll be towards the top of the list. But, nice, yeah. nice. I technically don't pay for HBO Max. Uh, my son's girlfriend basically lives here, and we have access to her HBO Max, which... Nice. Now that The Last of Us is over next week, she can get the fuck out. I'm just kidding. She's awesome. She's amazing. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that is like the this, that's like an inversion of the normal like mooching dynamic too. Yeah, it's the anti mooch. Oh no, yeah. dude, she does way more work around here than I do. She's like a well, uh, that is a low OCD. bar to clear. Oh, but, it is. You know, it is. But she got bad OCD and she loves cooking. So all mm. I do is work my job and and have fun and play with toys all fucking day you know what i mean living the dream uh, you live in the dream let's do it we're talking about all the new books coming out this week march 8th march 7th for some of the books depending on where you get it and what i've learned from david sometimes the books that are coming out march 7th are actually coming out march 14th anyway more of their outrageous in. lies yeah uh we're starting over at image uh there's a couple of things we should mention there i think the big one this week is a book called arc uh, Matt Hawkins, Ryan Katie, Paul Feinstein, Atilio Rojo, great, great artist. Uh, Steven Sedgwick, one of my favorite artists of all time. And mm. this is like a really woke. I'm sorry. It's a really woke book. It's the animal rights collective who go out and kill poachers who are. Hunting ah. animals. I love that. I love that premise. I love that. We, we should not let, you know, hunters just murder animals just for sport. Uh, and yeah, I think this is going to be a dope book. I'm really excited to, to get my hands on this. That Actually, does sound fun. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, I'm glad to uh, hear Blood it. Tree number two continues that run. Um, Love Sick number seven wraps it up. Man, it's been the weirdest, just horniest, like ESM. I don't know, man. It's wild, dude. It's freaking, I mean, just the cover right here. This, what, this is going to get us booted off of the damn platform. Yeah. 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 Oh, look yeah, at they're, uh, coming in. Oh, you still there, Taylor? I am. Yeah. Hello. Oh, good. Oh, Drew. Drew chiming in. Uh, killing poachers. This Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, right. Is that something Man, you do in Hogwarts Legacy? You, Drew, I have no idea, but. Uh, I think it is actually something you do do in Hogwarts Legacy. I'll like, take his word for it. There's but... people hunting in yeah, the woods. Um... Yeah, I haven't played it, but I have watched. Yeah, it, Love but... Six just got her whole ass just hanging out there. Yeah, like even the out. dynamite covers are usually uh, a bit more tactful than that. Yeah, right, right. Uh, man, back to Drew. Drew was on a show called I don't even remember what the hell it was called anymore, but he was like a guy on a show. But when the pandemic hit, he was doing like a daily afternoon show, and dude, it got me through a big part of the pandemic. Him doing that show, it was such a blast. So always thankful for Drew for that. Uh, Andy chiming in. Stoneheart, yes, Stoneheart is the big debut series. You know, the arc is a one shot, but uh, it's Emma Cooper doing the writing and the art. She's on Frank Miller's Pandora. She did uh, a, a bit on Inkblot, uh, Radiant Pink. Um, inexplicably, it's like a magic guild in the modern age. Uh, she's been re vague memories of, of what's going on. Um, I don't know. It seems weird. I'm in, though. I like this art style a lot. 
and I'm anxious to see what this first issue has has to hold for us. So there you go. Those are your image. Yeah, it looks kind of like got a post-apocalyptic vibe kind of looking there. It looks like people yeah, are living got a, in like I ruins and shit. Exactly the, yeah, I don't know what exactly the vibe is. It's really, it's really weird. It's really weird. It's really weird. Oh, Drew chiming in on a show. It was a really ridiculous show. That was my favorite fucking part. That was my favorite part. I wanted the pandemic to go on forever. Just so Drew would continue to do that show. A anyway, rarely expressed like, sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Boom Studios has nothing. They have a second printer of Brian number a Brian Briar number three, and then Know Your Station number four, which is kind of like a uh, police procedural on a space station. It's it's okay. It's it, you know the first uh, I think I read the first two issues. They were okay. Just not enough to keep me hanging on. Uh, still solid. Still solid. I'll, I'll catch up eventually. Um, Dark Horse has a really big book. Um, Assassin's Apprentice is, is pretty good if you're reading that, but clear number one. This was originally a comicsology digital only Amazon's thing that they've since you know buried six feet under. But dude, it's Scott Snyder and Francis Vanderpool on a book called Clear. Uh, you you sold me. Just I like both those creators quite a bit, quite a bit. Yeah, I mean that's a great creative team, and honestly, that's a fun design for like the helmet mask thing that he's got going on. Yeah. There. Yeah. So in the not too distant future, mankind no longer sees the world as it is. The invention of neurological filters has made it so one can view reality however they choose. Old Hollywood monochrome, zombie apocalypse, anime. The possibilities are endless. But there's a guy named Sam Dunes who is a handful of people who live without a filter. And when the death of an old flame reveals foul, foul play, he gets on a mystery. So it's a mystery with this high sci-fi concept of a a post like a, a, a cur- like an apocalyptic world where yeah I mean that sounds like it has like yeah I mean that sounds like it is definitely one of those like holding a mirror up to society things like how often do we just like with the internet and everything it's so easy for us yeah. just to barely pay attention to reality we can just like yeah, you know, lose ourselves yeah, in anime or zombie movies or whatever these things are describing here you know yeah well like i see a concert like now back in the day people went to a concert and they were watching the concert nowadays they're watching the concert like on their screens while they're recording the concert and i think that's kind of like the fla- the flavor here you know what i mean but i think it's going to lean a lot harder into the metaverse you know oreo has its own metaverse now <laughs> Man, I don't think anyone actually gives a shit about the metaverse besides, like, remember, like, we Second Life when that came out and, like, all these people were, oh like, trying God. to, like, Dude, hey, let's get out on. When Second Life fucking came out, really? Barely, but yeah, it was, like, people <laughs> trying to get in on the ground floor. I remember there was an episode of CSI where they're, like, we need to solve this crime by using Second Life. And what the fuck are you asking? So talking weird. About? So weird. I remember people who made so much money making things, just making stuff. And they, like, set up a bot, like, an early version of a robot to create shit for them. Which was really just like keyboard inputs, you know. Um, anyway, a lot of variant covers for that. They're really trying to get their money's worth. Rightfully so. It's a big creative team. Um, another book I want to talk about is Snow Angels. It's getting both volumes collected in a hardcover. It's Jeff Lemire and Jock. Very well done. It's yeah. typical Jeff Lemire, but that Jock art just adds that ambiance, you know, that air to it. It's so well done. Uh, yeah, Jock is up. okay. So Jeff Lemire is like an uh, a peerless writer. I would yes. argue that Jock does like a better version of Jeff Lemire's art. It is. It's more refined. It's like if if Jeff Lemire was just a full time artist, 
this he would get to jock level. Yeah. No, that's to say I don't like Jeff Lemire's art. Like, you know, mm. Maze Book and uh, Essex it. County and all those books oh. that he draws himself. Great style to it. But, like, I feel like jock is, like, kind of doing the same style. But, like, he has, like, a, yeah, like you're saying, a more refined pencil, you know? Yeah, so good. Uh, and then finally, Space Job number two. This is sort of like a tongue-in-cheek take on, like, a comedy in Star Trek. It, it's okay. It's okay. But it's kind of copy and paste a little bit. Uh, moving on to IDW, a little behind here, the Dungeons and Dragons movie is not out as far as it I is know. out Even at the end of this month. Big, it's you know, it's out thirty first, yeah. Yeah, they pushed it back. They pushed it back. They pushed it back because this has an audience, but they want to make sure that they're not yeah. pulling from any other movie, or actually, another movie isn't pulling from them. So yeah. uh, good on them to move that back. But this is the fifteen dollar tie-in. Uh, Gracious I me, mean, you've really. Yeah, you've really got to be a fan of this movie that isn't out yet um, to want to pick this up. Yeah, and I am kind ass. of a fan. I am kind of a fan of this movie that isn't out yet. I have high hopes for this movie. I'm enjoy- I think I'll enjoy it a lot. I saw some people I point out so about too. the delay, though, that like um, mm-hmm. the schedule's not working out. We'll try again next week um, is Say a it. power move that really shows that you know the core demographic for Dungeons really & Dragons. Is. It really is. Hey, we'll try again in a couple of weeks. All right. Yeah, I'll try again next month, guys. It didn't fall oh together gosh. this way. Oh, oh my gosh, it's so perfect for a D and D. But then uh, Godzilla, you know, eight dollar little Godzilla book. I'm not sure what IDW is doing with their Godzilla stuff. Why can't we get new? The MonsterVerse in the movies has never been bigger. Does that one even Why have are... Godzilla? It looks like it's Mothra versus Titanosaurus instead. I mean, it is, know. but it's like it's, got, from it's that, Godzilla just from like the imprint. Universe. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even like an imprint. It's more like it's from that that universe, the whole Godzilla universe. Sure. What they call it, the monsterverse, I guess. The whatever. Yeah, kaiju verse. Even though I don't think legally they're allowed to use that in several countries. Eh, whatever so they call it. It's, yeah. Anyway, why is IDW as better as as much? All right, they're doing great things with TMNT, even though it's not my cup of tea. They're doing great things with Star Trek, and I'm all over it. Lean. They're leaning hard into these licenses. Why are they not leaning harder into? You know Godzilla, even My Little Pony. They're leaning so hard and so well into My Little Pony. My um, Little Pony then, might be their biggest money maker, honestly. I think Star Trek's really fast moving up there, dude. I'm sure it is, but like you know, I'm in a lot of those groups, and people are really pushing the comics onto the uh, in trade anyway. Uh, you know, they'll they'll do a lot better. But we're really, and I'm part of it. We're because I'm agreeing, and I'm saying, oh my god, yeah, it's freaking so much fun for stupid Star Trek fans. You know. Worf and Lore are about to be on the same ship, kicking it on the same crew. I'm so excited for that. Anyway, uh, and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, The Alliance is an Armageddon game tie-in. Man, I don't even want to talk about it. It's just okay. All right, moving on, DC. This is the big one. Big one for the week. Got to be top of my list. Clayton Henry taking over uh, duties from, who was it? CN Torme, I think, was doing it. Uh, And Tom Taylor. Writer of the year so far with everything he's been doing. Um, Adventures of Superman, John Kent, Road to Injustice. What? We're going there. He's going to see his daddy as a as a big bad a hole. So didn't Tom Taylor that. write all those Injustice books? So it's kind of yeah. like he's he's got kind of like an Ouroboros thing going on with himself yes. here. Yes. Why shouldn't he? You know but, why shouldn't he but, go back to a yeah. well that he? I mean that sounds up? fine. I mean honestly, like Tom Taylor could write any story he wants about this character. And I'm at least here for the first issue, you know, mm-hmm. 100%. Um, 
all these books now. All right, this is a new debut. Superman debuted a while ago. Action Comics 1050, which was sort of the revamp for all of the super family books, you know, the Superman family books. Dude, they're all together. You know what I mean? They're really building this into a sort of a shared universe, um, a, like a tiny part of the bigger DC universe. And I think it's a really great idea, and I'm all for it. I'm all for well, it. Well, yeah, I mean, having all the Superman books be on the same page is definitely a great idea. I mean, as much as I love the uh, the Son of Kal-El stuff that Tom Taylor's been writing before, that was mm-hmm. very disjointed from what Clark Kent was doing on War World, you know? So, like, having them all oh, yeah. kind of, you know on the same page about what we're doing this month, that could be a real refreshing change. It'd be cool to see. Yeah, I'm all for it. I think this is my my favorite of the covers. Uh, this is a Clayton Henry cover. Love that cover. Beautiful. Mm. Very excited to get my hands on this book. Probably the first thing I'm reading next week. I know I keep saying that, but anyway. Uh, Batman 133 continues this. I'm not even sure what the name of this arc is. But he continues what? Yeah, he's uh, in some alternate universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in a world without a Batman. Everyone you, uh, sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you haven't peaked, uh, Chip, since Batman, you know, came into orbit like a fucking fallen Russian satellite. That was okay? a real show-stopping moment. That's going to be hard to live <laughs> up really to for was. a really long. He could have just ended his run then. Batman's dead. Somebody else can do it. Uh, anyway, well, the whole I mean, thing that makes it amazing is that he fucking survives. So, yeah, like if Batman I mean, just like lands thing. on Earth and he like takes off his cowl, it's like I'm never topping that. And just like walks off into the sunset. Yeah, Batman, no more. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, Chip, it seems to me to be kind of writer. Like, man, I got this great idea for super for for Batman to like plummet into into onto the Earth in from Earth orbit in, uh, to the planet. And I have to put it in the first arc. I have to make sure I do it because if I don't, they'll never let me do it. If I get, I might get fired, you know, after the first arc. Uh, worth mentioning here: Joe Casada cover for Batman One Thirty Three. Uh, Joe Casada, longtime Marvel editor in chief, probably one of the most successful editors in chief in all of comics history. Mm, that's, um, he's up there. Yeah. He's up there. He ushered in the MCU. You know, he made that'd be an sure interesting discussion, right? Like it really I, would be. That'd be a comic book bullies discussion, and I'm not sure. Yeah, like I'm who else sure. is on the short list? Like Eli, Jim Starlin, Eli I might guess, be able or... to keep up. I don't. Know. Well, no, nah, they might both might be able to keep up. But man, dude, that would be a great discussion. It really would. We might have to get the guys together and see if they want to schedule that. Uh, anyway, yeah, a lot of other variants, Art Germ, uh, for that. And uh, a Batman 357 facsimile edition, do you know why, Taylor? I don't recognize First this one. What's going on? Uh, Jason Todd and Killer Croc. Uh, oh, I had Jason no Todd. idea that they'd be in the same issue. Yeah, I actually have, like, if I don't, it's not graded or anything. It's actually got pencil on the front. But I actually have an issue, a, an issue of this, a paper issue of this. I'm surprised I didn't recognize the cover then. I feel yeah. like that should be more well known than that. Yeah, it probably. Well, yeah, I'm just an idiot here. I don't know. Well, no, and you don't. Yeah, it'd probably be graded at like a three, maybe a four. You know, even if I went, I have to get it clean first, but it would maybe get a three or a four. But that's still like an $80 comic at a three and a four because yeah. Jason Todd. I know it's wild, dude. It's wild. So they're really ripping out all the stops for this. They have a 357 facsimile blank variant. Which I'm not quite sure I understand, but 
I don't I don't think you should do facsimile editions without the cover, you know. The actual That's part original of it. cover. I don't yeah. even, I don't like the idea of facsimile editions already. But I'm yeah, okay is- with them. I mean it is interesting that like you're basically picking up like a valueless uh copy of a collector's item, but like yeah. if you're like a historian for the comics, like I have like a like a collection of like the first few uh stories about Superman, you know, action comics number one through sixteen or whatever. Yeah. I like having that. You know, the stories that that actual collection is not, you know, the six yeah. figure thing that the actual action right, comics number one right. is. No, that but makes sense. you know, it's it's yeah. cool to have. It's cool to like yeah. delve into the history. But yeah, if you're gonna get a facsimile, you want the cover. You want the, think that, the bit dude, of history, you know? I would think that otherwise I'm like This is I don't think I'd take this to get a to get art these blank covers are for taking to cons to get like, you know, take it to artist alley or whatever. Yeah. I can't imagine yes. taking a facsimile to do that, you know? I, I don't know. I mean maybe. Unless you knew the guy say, who like drew the original thing was gonna be there. That's the only yeah. situation I can think of. Yeah. Whatever. Uh I I missed some of Andy's. He, he talked about clear over at Image Comics. Uh yeah, it looks great. Oh no, pardon me. Dark Horse Comics uh from Scott Snyder and Francis Manipole looks great. Uh, Andy, also the new John Kent book. He's looking forward to that. I'm so happy about that, dude. Get the on more top love, of it, Gomer. The more, I know. The, well, we were so into this facsimile. This 60-year-old <laughs> fucking book. Uh, the new John Kent book. He's looking forward to that. And then uh, Flash One Minute War. Yeah, we're getting to that in just a second. I'm so stoked. Um, Deadly Duo continues Mark Silvestri's ongoing like team-up, I guess, between... Batman, Batman and Joker. And Joker. Yeah. It's great art, but man, I cannot follow the story at all. But yes, Flash 794 with one of the coolest covers of the week. Second coolest cover of the week, maybe. We'll get to that in a second. But Oh, oh that, is that, that a new that costume so much for, uh, for Ivy? such a That'd fun cover. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. God, this is so going to get fun. scalped so yeah. hard. Yeah. Fucking you're going to have a hard time gonna be in there, it? Damn it. Oh, yeah, well. you're going to have a hard time finding that. But the one minute war has been very good. Um, it actually has two issues this week: a five or a four dollar regular uh, with three variants at five. But then it also has start the clock one shot. Jeremy Adams, Wellington Diaz, Luis Guerrera, uh, Roger Cruz doing some art there. So yeah, here you go. Um, this is wild. This kind of looks like the wall. You know the wall that we're between. On that famous crossover, maybe cover, yeah. The cover. with you know the I mean? kind with, of reminds with Jay me and of that Barry, yeah. The, that was yeah, one of the most important issues of all time since it introduced the of idea of like, there yeah. being a multiverse. Yeah, yeah. So I can't help but feel that this kind of homages that in this weird way, and maybe they'll do another one where there's somebody on the other side of the wall. That's my hope. Maybe anyway. a good end when that shit. Uh, Joker man who stopped laughing. It's been a solid Joker book. What can you say about a Joker book? Uh, Monkey Prince number 12 wraps uh, Gene Lu and Yang's run on Monkey Prince. Maybe, maybe he'll come back with another volume. Who knows? Monkey Prince has gone nuts during the Lazarus thing. He can, like, make clones of people now. Did you know this? Well, like, if you're drawing from the actual, like, Sun Wukong, he can do fucking anything just about. I mean, if they're actually drawing in, like, powers from, like, Journey to the West, Sun Wukong is basically invincible. It's wild, dude. It's wild. Yeah. So yeah, Monkey Prince is now we're saying it here officially, the most important character in DC Comics history. I Moving I on. don't think I'm going to co-sign on that, but all right. Uh 
Nightwing number 100 is getting a second printing, which is great. The Bruno Redondo uh, the cover here looks awesome. Yeah, I mean, if you I, missed I, it the first time around, it was a good issue. Definitely worth picking up. It's fantastic. Love this homage to Batman, the animated series, obviously. Yeah. At least that's what I'm seeing. Yo, for sure. That's definitely you know, what that is. Not dark, but light, though. Yeah. You know, that's a good gorgeous. touch. Yeah, like uh, man, Nightwing, stand, man, even though his name that. is Nightwing. Yeah, him standing in the daylight is like a good kind of Thank you. standing in opposition to like Bruce standing in the night. In the, on the, yeah, in the night. Yeah. You know, I am the night, you know, all that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then a second printing, one in 25 second printing. You know a book did good if they're charging you $8 for a one in 25 second printing. Just saying. <laughs> You're not uh, wrong. Poison Ivy number, yeah, right. Poison Ivy number ten continues that great story. This was actually originally a seven issue miniseries. It's going on indefinitely now, you know, until they cancel it outright. Uh, so good on them. That's a G Willow Wilson joint. It's great. Uh, finally, uh, the book we're going to talk about Static. Uh, what can you say? Static is always not just one, not just the best milestone book, but one of the best books at DC whenever they publish him. I'm sorry, I've always yeah. had a good time with the character. And this is great too. You know, it just continues right out of the first volume, and it's been wonderful, dude. Yeah, Static is definitely great. the flagship for the uh, Milestone line, and yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's quality stuff. Moving into House of Ideas, Amazing Spider-Man number twenty-one. Oh, so is this the thing where they're breaking up? That they've been like, yeah, they're about? breaking up. Yeah, they're, whatever, they're whatever, now. whatever. They're they're not together. They're broken up until they're not. You know. Yeah, and it's so weird. What happened to Peter and Mary Jane? It's time. This arc will answer your questions, but not this issue. Not this issue. My understanding is it don't happen until issue 24 and then 25. You learn half of it in 24 and the other half in 25. Man, Marvel's got a lot of a lot of sticks up my ass to this week, man. I'm telling you. Man, I was off this book like before even reading issue number one, when like yeah. I just like thumbing through it, and it's like, oh man, okay, so it's a yeah. shit on Peter type of run. All right, got it. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Avengers sixty six. We would be remiss to not continue to talk about Avengers until uh, the Aaron run is over. Um, but this is the coolest thing. Oh, you don't have to twist my arm. I fucking love this book. This week, no, I know, but this right here is the coolest oh, thing. Oh, that's Comic rad as hell. This yeah, this is fucking rad. It's a wrap around. 8-bit video game inspired take on just about every damn Avengers character of all time. Uh, we could go through. Let's go through and name them all. Okay, we got the uh, well, human. Some of them are kind of hard to see, but yeah, we got, we got Surtur. Oh, we I got. Could go, uh, I could, yeah, I could go through I, the whole thing. We spent. I got to zoom in a little bit here, but yeah, it yeah. looks like the torch up there in the corner. Yeah, um, but yeah, okay. So yeah. big people. We got a uh, Surtur, and then there's the Watcher next to him. Um, yeah, we got. We got Ego, the Living here. Planet. We We've got. Eternity. Oh yeah, Eternity. My bad. You ignorant my bad. slut. But, and then we got a know, who's got who the, of uh, yeah. Celestials down like, there. We got to do like two percent, and I already fucked it up. So yeah, uh, yeah, just a really fucking rad cover, man. Oh, it looks like we the. Uh, oh, what's the name of uh, the the Kree's like intelligence thing? Oh, the Supreme Intelligence. You that's were halfway the one, yeah. there. You were halfway there, man. He's next to Modok. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. We can't. We have to stop because we'll will. We'd we'll be stop. here all night. We'd be here all night. But we would oh, be yeah. Here all it, night. Man, if I can find this uh, variant, this is definitely the one I'm picking up because this yeah, is this beautiful. is amazing. 
It's beautiful. Uh, this but could, like, you could hang this up as a poster easily. You know? Dude, I want to get two of them and almost rip it off and frame it and hang it up. You know, if I could fix the pe- the uh, staple holes. That dude, would look damn pretty rad. on a wall. Yeah. It's rad. Um, but, yeah, back to the inside of the book. Avengers Assembles Part 8. It's a crossover between three Avengers books, I think, right now. Um, it's been okay. And the reason I say it's been okay is because if you've been a fan of Jason Aaron's run so far, you are going to fucking adore this fucking event it's basically an event but if you haven't and there are plenty of people i know who haven't you're gonna fucking hate it as just as much as you've hated the rest of the run okay it's it's obscenely absurd it's just weird it's big dumb stupid fun but i'm okay with it because this entire run of avengers has been that so it's not like you're getting something you know surprised there was Um, no bait and switch i mean it was always you know yeah, they were never coy I, about what this run was, you know. Yeah, but I will be really a lot more excited when the new Avengers run starts later this year. So, but not to take anything away from this run at all, at all. Um, Black Panther number fifteen worth mentioning because this is uh, John Ridley's epic finale of his Black Panther run. I'm sorry, it's been good, not great. I thought it was better than um, uh, what's his name who wrote the last run. Uh, Shit, I prefer to not Tanahisi Coates's run. Yeah, Tanahisi Coates. Yeah, Tanahisi Coates. But I mean, I like was... I liked Coates's run. It just yeah. got away from me, dude. It just really got away from me. This once I understood what was going on, I was able to follow the story, and I appreciated sort of outside the bounds where T'Challa was playing. It does feel like the next volume is also going to do that, um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Go ahead. I know your argument for this book. T'Challa isn't a king. I don't want to read T'Challa as just some dude. It's not even just that. It's just that, like, a lot of the characters, from what I can tell, are, like, just kind of a little off. Like, it made it, this book made uh, press a few weeks ago for just mm-hmm. being shitty character assassination for Captain America. Oh, I remember you know, just, that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm really, I'm really wasn't sure what Ridley was playing at here. That said, he's writing one of the best underrated books in dc in the past i would say five years that oh DC the wall the is wall? yeah fucking amazing Dude, yeah it's way underrated nobody is reviewing that everybody is staying away from that book because of Man, what it is honestly it, really it probably like will read better in touch it probably will read better in trade but people oh. should not sleep on that it is great yeah it's one of the best underrated book. i'm saying probably the most underrated book at, at dc in five years it's so good it's so good uh, moving on, a lot of uh, variants for that. Uh, Bloodline Daughter of Blade, more of an all-ages read, not really my cup of tea. Um, I love Blade. I would love to read. Remember we were promised, like, Sheriff Blade of Vampire Town? Sorry. Yeah. Drop the ball there, Marvel, because I'd have read the fuck out of that. Um, yeah, they never yeah, really did anything really with that. It's kind of a tea. shame, but yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to Fantastic Four number five. Uh, they trade an, Iv- an Ivan for an Ivan. Uh, Ivan Coella off this issue. Ivan uh, Fiorelli, the fill-in issue or fill-in artist for this issue. Uh, I have a real beef with that. I understand that the one side where, oh, we're giving an artist a chance to jump in a book. But the inconsistency there and the lack of having the main artist have full possession over their book just seems off to me. It does a little bit. I I would rather wait a month if I could get – if I could have that sense and then give there's Ivan, non-nefarious uh, here, reasons you know book. for wanting yeah. to switch art although i i generally prefer it when like at least through the first volume 
you have a consistent artist. And, you know, they got like two thirds of the way through it here and now we're switching up. But, you know, I mean, this yeah. looks good. I, I do like the look of oh, this. Oh, no, here, it looks but... fantastic. No pun but... intended. The, the, <laughs> the four are back together. They're all reunited. Um, and then it becomes like a fight for magic. Nick Scratch and Salem Seven. Holy shit. Those are some deep cuts. Nick Scratch? I ain't heard. Yeah. He's, he's been around for a while, hadn't he? I've heard that name. Nick Scratch. Isn't he some British shithead? Uh, I know the name, Dave. but I'm having trouble placing it. Yeah. But yeah, they are they are pulling for Dave. that one. Yeah, we need Dave, y'all are gonna make me right click and search Google Nick Scratch. It becomes be some. See, yeah, it just says Nicholas Scratch. They're gonna make me put in Marvel Comics. Uh, Nicholas Scratch, yeah, Marvel database and the Salem Seven. First appearance, Fantastic Four, 185, 1977. I don't know if y'all can see that. Good so, gravy. yeah, this is this is a deep, deep, deep cut for the Fantastic Four. And I'm sorry for the other page, everyone. Dave is not here tonight. Uh, but yeah, that dude, is this the is extent cool, of the so research like, we're like doing. Fish out of water. <laughs> yeah, that's all we'll do. Just because I wanted to know. It was going to bug the shit out of me. Um, but, yeah, dude, this would be cool. I think I'm really excited about this. This has been a great series. Yeah, I mean, this, be, this has been a lot of fun. I've definitely been enjoying the relaunch here. Yeah. Um, I, I did like Dan Slott's run probably a lot better than you did, but yeah, I definitely think that this has been a uh, yeah. a refreshing change of pace all the same. Yeah, it's not the Hickman run, you know? It oh, I mean, it ain't nothing's gonna get the a run. It ain't going to get a spinoff. Man, yeah, whatever. Really if there was a book that had a Hickman run on it, you really shouldn't compare anything else to it. Not even just in terms of quality, but like, you know, yeah, know. Hickman just know. does his own thing, you know? I know. And it's so it's weird. not, there's, it's, there's nothing it's to grab weird. onto to compare. Really. The first, the first run of FF is, is still arguably a little bit better, but ignorance is bliss. It has this innocence to it. You know, I don't know. Let's move on. Uh, Mary Kate, Mary Kate, you can understand why I would say that, though. Mary Jane I and suppose. Black Cat, not Mary Kate. Um, worth mentioning because it's got this great uh, Black Cat through the ages. Oh, was uh, that the Dotterman cover? cover yeah, that I really like man. Dotterman's yeah. covers um, where he, he does, does this with all the characters. These are all great, you know. Dude, remember like, the ones he did with like Jean Grey, and it was like like a like a kaleidoscope of Jean Greys. Oh, it was yes. so good. He, I think he did the one for uh, the whole X Men event where it was all of them. He did all the Wolverines. I know he did like the Storms. He's done a. He's gotten around to a lot of characters, you know. Yeah. Online. Um, Moon Knight Twenty One, always a good one. Uh, uh, go New Mutants, Lethal Legion. <sighs> Taylor and I are both, and he drops out. He'll be back in a second. Taylor and I are both huge fans of the very first. Mutants run that happened under the whole Hickman thing. At Hickman came off of it. Uh, Taylor, we're talking about news. I was saying that we were a fan of the New Mutants run. Once Hickman, there was another guy writing it. They were writing, you know, stories. But once they came off of who was it? Vita Ayala on that. Yes, yeah, so it was Vita Ayala, and, and that and was Rice, I think that was one of the best X books, like bar none, for a really long time. And yeah. it wasn't just good because it was good; it was good because it was like shockingly fucking good. Every came out, you there were jaw dropping moments. There were deep, 
you know, emotional things going on with all the characters that had just been built up. Probably Yala's best shit to date, honestly. But since they've had two different things, this is the second of them, and it's really finding it hard to get it into it. Almost like it had like a fatigue on it where, no, I know it's not going to be as good as a thing that is so recent in mind. I'm not even going to really give it a go. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm usually like pretty Hayes. hesitant to pick yeah. up like the teen books because it a bunch of shitty angsty teens usually makes for a pretty bad read for me. Yeah. The, every now and then you get something like Ayala's New Mutants, where like, no, that is not what they're doing here, and it's fucking amazing. But I feel yeah. like after she left, they, we went back to we it, it did become that like, oh great, we're reading much shitty angsty teens, you know? It's Archie, you Archie. I can't trust these adults in a fucking shit like that. Yeah, man. Yeah, it really did. But I don't know. Um, it's almost why Donnie gets so much respect from me, from me. Right? He jumped on books that had Thor the Thawne after Jason Aaron. Okay? The fucking Hulk after Al Ewing's, not even arguably, it's the fucking Hulk run ever. I don't care. All that, yeah. that shit. And I don't go the to that. The fucking for all shit. balls on Donnie Case. You cannot help but be impressed. Yeah. And he did well with both of them. They were, oh, yeah, they were, they they were, were fun. Yeah. They, but they were Donnie Cates. You know, they were just like his venom, you know, kid chains, you know, sort of shit. Um, man, only half through the Marvel. Marvel's taking up a lot of time. Nightcrawler's number two or three. The best of the uh, Sins of Sinister books so far, in my opinion. I really had a great time with this. Um, yeah, I'm ready for we first three issues of this started ten years after Sinister's thing. This now hundred years, I think, and then we everything's definitely gonna be reset by the end. But uh yeah, I've had a great time with the first issue really though for the next Sinister great. So far the best of the year. We're not even first quarter, but uh Predator number one. This will be uh the last Predator book on the Marvel line. Um, the next Predator book will be on the 20th Century Studios imprint. So, not sure if it's a collectible because of that. Probably not. Um, I don't know. I mean... I don't know. I'm not getting it either way. I don't care about Predators. <laughs> I don't care. It's just, I don't have enough room for Predators on my list. You know what I mean? Predators, yeah. really? Um, but it's a debut. I'll probably read it. They're on another planet far away, and it's Predators catching humans, but... Um, it's going to turn everything you thought you knew about the Predators on its heads. I don't know what that means, but we'll see. Uh, Scarlet Witch number three continues Steve Orlando's run. Are you off of this book? Are I didn't pick up the Witch? second issue, so I don't know. Maybe I'll get caught up at some point. But um, Yeah. The first issue was okay. but I like yeah, the I premise, see. but like the dialogue just kind of felt like needlessly like Shakespearean, I guess. Yes, like a, it like, felt, it did felt feel, stilted. It did feel, yeah. Forsooth, that's, that's you have come here to my parlor, you know? Yes, it felt weird. And I'm not sure if that was, on, if it was on purpose, it's kind of genius. But, because mm. maybe he's telling, a, maybe he's actually telling a Shakespearean story. Just using maybe. Scarlet Witch. But I'm not going to read it anymore to find out. Um, Silver Surfer Ghostlight, this is completely off my radar. I didn't even read the first issue. Did you pick up the first issue? Um, Silver Surfer, no, I did not. 
Yeah, me neither. I think I might go back and check out the first issue just to see uh, what's going on. Bunch of Star Wars. We're both off Star Wars, unfortunately. Yeah. I feel so bad. Uh, Wakanda number four or five. Again, another book that I had just, I have not been on at all. You know, there's so many fucking Marvel books. I just, I can't, can't read. Well, them you, can, you can't read everything. No one can read everything. Yeah. Uh, X23 number one facsimile edition. Really fun in light of another big book I'm waiting for this week. X23 Deadly Regenesis number one of five. Erica Schultz, Edgar Salazar doing duties there. This is a prequel to everything that Wolverine, previously known as uh, X23, Laura McKinney, has done in her entire career, which is fucking storied now. It's like 20 years. Okay, guys, I'm sorry. It is. You're not going to like it if I Google Laura Kinney and see what year she was she debuted. You're not going to like it because it's been a long time. She's been around a while. That's, if you want to make yourself feel old, I guess, go ahead and look it up. Uh, yeah, everybody. I feel old all the time, but you would be like, holy shit, you know. Uh, but it looks solid. It looks like it might suffer from a little bit of first issue syndrome as they lean into her past. But that's what the whole book is supposed to do. So maybe that's okay. Um, I heard some griping about this, you know, oh, if if it, she was that good, she could carry her own book. And I'm like, well, she just did kind of carry her own book in Exterminators. And if you look at how Wolverine actually came up, this is exactly what they started doing with him. You know what I mean? He just showed up. He was adored. There's two of these fucking ladies running around now. Just saying. That's yeah. how fucking popular she is. There's two of them. Well, if you want yeah, to count Gabby, argument. there's three of them. Uh, well, no, she's different. She's her own person. We can't do that now. Don't do that now. No clone. You can't clone shame. You can time travel shame. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, and then finally, oh my goodness, uh, X-Men number 20. Uh, top tier, never top two, maybe sometimes top three of the X-Books. I'd say that continues uh, to this day. Um, but it's always sort of been like that. I don't think X-Men has ever been the best X-Men book since Hickman, you know, started the Krakoa age. Um, but it's always been up there and it's always been consistent. You can always count on Gary Duggan to to make sure that happens. Iceman showing out against the brood. What more do you want? I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Always yeah, a fun adventure. A fun. That's what the book's supposed to be. It's supposed to be just big ass adventures. Yeah. And that's what they do. Yeah, for sure. Um, man, we can look at the Momoko cover. Usually we mention the Momoko cover for uh, Daily, since there's no other books we're talking about. Man, that Daily is anime Genesis. as fuck. Nice. Wow. Yeah, she's just leaning so hard into the her Japanese roots here, and it's beautiful. I love it. I love it. Uh, moving on to Dynamite, not much from them. Cherish continues. Deja Thoris gets a debut. Uh, everybody always loves uh, picking these up. I'm not even sure who the creator is. No, after yes. that lovesick oh, issue from earlier, you know, like this but... stuff seems almost classy by comparison. You know? Oh yeah, it's tame. It's tame. Yeah, come on, guys, get your shit together. Where's the butts? Uh, but yeah, Deja Thor is always a big deal, you know, for the collectors of that character. And Vampirella versus Red Sonia, which is not as bad as it sounds. I'm actually caught up, and it's not bad. It's pretty. It's well, pretty. It's just pretty fun stuff. Glad. Yeah, for they them. play off each other kind of like a like a buddy cop sort of thing in a way, you know, it's, it's, it's really fun. It's fun. Um, and then everything else, there's just a couple of books I want to talk about here. Dave ain't here. We're going to Dave here to really rely on Gomer's in, limited knowledge. I have very limited knowledge, but I like what I like. 
Um, Oswald and Star Chaser looks good. It's on Scout. It's sort of a uh, fantasy book. I don't know too much about it, but it looks fun. It's it's just regular old fantasy. Um, what, come on, there's another one. The Gimmick. This is the one. It's on Ahoy Comics. Uh, it's Joe Bearer, uh, Alina Gogu. It's an action drama. Pro wrestling champ. His in-ring persona, his gimmick is that he's just a nice guy. But in secret, he has super strength. So he accidentally punches his hand through some dude's head on TV. And now he needs to try to get a new gimmick and a new life. So that's enough to get me involved. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm intrigued enough to be like, okay. okay what a time to be alive for fans of wrestling who read comics. I mean, with all the different books. That right. Dude. Dude. There are so many good wrestling. The Ric Flair comic coming out soon. Uh, lastly, Traveling to Mars. This is um, Mark Russell doing this. Just this critical examination of corporatism and what it means to be human and things like that he's really so poetic in this man uh with it if you know the no, you have to kind of know the writer to understand what he's doing here because if you understand who mark russell is if you read his other stuff that is a bit more in your face the subtlety in this is, is just beautiful man this is going to make a wonderful trade for people who you know have those beliefs and have those thoughts or whatever but yeah that's it y'all i got nothing else over in the indie stuff if dave was here he would but holy shit it is a huge huge week uh stonehearted image arcade image and then it's one book it's superman at dc superman's big from dc then, for sure um and then x-men and then x-men x-men looks that's cool avengers especially week. if i can get that avengers uh 8-bit cover that'll be you need to put your order in early for that one buddy that's gonna be hard yeah, to gonna, do yeah you're right i should message travis uh right the hell now i think mm -hmm. but yeah but yeah but fantastic yeah, um, for, uh oh yeah i've had it's gonna be good um oh both that's the uh flash books are gonna be fun oh yeah i'm all into that that uh one minute war uh yeah so huge week big oh my goodness Monkey Prince is ending. It's supposed to end with a big crescendo. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, huge freaking week for comics. I don't know when the second Wednesday of the month became the big day of the month. But it has. It somehow what? has. Shipping has changed. But uh, either way, if you like those books, if you want to hear us about those books, come back Sunday. We're going to do a show then about all those books plus news and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, thanks for hanging out, everybody. We really appreciate it. Check out our pals, the comic book bullies. They did a show last night. I think they did 20 minutes on Chris Rock's comedy special. Um, Eli really loved every part of it. You know, the political, social commentary. Uh, Leroy kind of, I don't know, kind of didn't care for it as much. But, I mean, it's always a good discussion over there. They're always talking pop culture, including a comic segment. So check them out. If you want more on them, you can go to outrightgeeker.com. We got links to everything they got going on, everything we got going on. Shirts, hats, um, Patreon, if you just want to give, give us money for no reason. Um, you know, whatever. All kinds of links. The group, all that. Uh, Jeff chiming in. Jeff was hanging out last night. Thanks. Uh, is the Avenger books the last of Jason Aaron's run? No, I don't think it's the end. I think they're... It's still 
four more issues between all of the books. I, I think, think he might, if he means the current story arc, then yes, I believe this is wrapping up his run. But the whole run, like after this issue, it's he's just done. I don't think Avengers? no. This issue is not okay. the last issue, but the current okay. arc is the last arc. Yeah, there you go, Jeff. It is the the last issue in the arc, but Aaron will continue to finish out his run of Avengers. And again, I think it's three more issues across. That is again not what I said. This is not the last no, no. issue of the arc, but the arc is the last arc. Oh, okay, okay. No, no, I'm caught up. So. Oh, yeah, this is it. I agree with you there, Taylor. Once he's done with this arc, it's done. Yeah. Cool. You're welcome, Jeff, because you threw me. You threw me. You threw me. You almost lost me. Uh, we're going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blame Jeff, but I'll... Man, things really fell apart for us there at the end. It did. It really fell apart for us there. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna play Jeff. Time, <laughs> but keep coming back, please. <laughs> he always he asks the questions last night too.